I want to draw your attention to a verse in the Old Testament, in the book of Nahum, uh, chapter 1 and verse 7. It's on page 824, if you're using a pew Bible, the book of the prophet Nahum, one of the Old Testament prophets, chapter 1 and verse 7. This is what it says. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows them that trust in him. So, children, this is why God has brought you here this morning. Because God wants to tell you three things. Not just you, but every one of us. Three things. God wants us to know. And the first of the things he wants us to know is that the Lord is good. I a, was a preacher for a long time in Aberystwyth in Wales. And we have a big conference every August. About 1,200 people come to it. And a couple came every year from... Neath. And when she was there one year, she was very ill and had to go to hospital. And I went to see them in hospital and all their friends went back home after the conference ended, but they couldn't. They were there. She was ill. And I gave them this verse. I said, the Lord is good. Stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows them that trust in him. And the husband came to church on Sunday. And as he was leaving, he said to me, the Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows them that trust in him. And finally, she went home and she lived another six months. And he came the following year to the conference by himself and he saw me and he came on to me and he said the Lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble he knows those that trust in him great truths aren't they the first the Lord our God is a good God we go into him he's good and in and in and he's good and in, and in, and in. He's good. And in, and in, and in, and in. All you'll find in God is that he is good. The Father is good. Jesus, the Son, is good. And the Holy Spirit is good. In all that they do. He's a God of purity and patience and love and kindness and joy, and peace, and beauty. He's very attractive. Our God is like that. And no matter how you creep up on him, you never catch him doing anything nasty. Not at all. Not our God. And he never forgets to do good things. And he's never helpless in doing good things. You go into him. You shine his own light through him like a great searchlight and you search him. Only good. 
our God is. They say there are spots on the sun. And astronomers tell us that there are spots on the sun. They say there's explosions, I suppose, on the sun. No spots on God at all. No weakness under pressure. No silence when he won't listen to us because he's busy doing something else. Always the door is open. We can go to him and we can talk to God. He is good. He's good to everybody. You older people, when you go and visit a friend who's in hospital and you talk to your friend and there are other people in this four-bed ward and nobody's visiting them, so you talk to the, the other three before you leave, just to, how long you've been in and uh, any news of when you're going out, you say, and, and then you say, oh, we, we go to the same church together. And you know, our God is so good to us, and he's been so good to you, hasn't he? He's good to all your family. Perhaps they don't come to church yet. But God is good to them, and your neighbors, and the boys and girls in school. They won't go to church on a Sunday morning. They're too smart. God is good to them. He gives them health. He gives them kind parents. Gives them Indian suits at Christmas time. All the good things that they have. God gives every lovely gift that we have. He is so good. He's good to everybody. To the king. Good to the prime minister. Good to all the immigrants who cross the channel in their little boats and don't drown. Oh, good God is to us all. But he's especially good to his own people. Okay? He has his family. People who trust in him. They're his children. And like the best father in the world cares for children and watches over them and loves them. And if they ask, oh, I'm hungry, Dad. Can you make me a sandwich? He doesn't throw a stone at them, does he? He makes a sandwich. What do you want? Some jam on it? What's your favorite jam? Raspberry. And he gives us. And, and God is loving to us. He works all things together for our good. The best things that happen to us, he works for our good. The worst things that happen to us, he works those things when Somebody steals our phone. That's an awful thing, isn't it? When somebody smashes the window on daddy's car, that's an awful thing, isn't it? God works everything that we meet for our good. And we work out. Sometimes we get a new phone. Sometimes then we meet friends. And know them and love them because of the accident that's happened. God works everything for our good. Imagine. And all that we meet shall work for our good. The bitter medicine we take, it works for our good. The chocolate that we eat, it works for our good. 
God is in everything, working for our good. How good God is in this world and in the world to come. Oh, you know, when I was eight years of age, I thought being 80 was centuries away and it would take a long, long time for me to reach that. I want to say it's a moment. It just flies by before you know it. In every scene in our lives, in trouble, in joy, God is good to us. God keeps us. I have known some sorrow in my own life, and God has worked that for my good. That's the first thing. The first thing. The Lord is good. Children, I want you to say that with me now. Okay, those. The Lord is good. Four words. Here it is. The Lord is good. Say them with me now. The Lord is good. Say it again. The Lord is good. Good, children. Okay, we've gone to the second point now. And the second point is he's a stronghold in the day of trouble. Now, isn't that interesting? The Lord is good, but there are days of trouble. You know, there are muddled churches and muddled ministers who say, because God is so good, there's never, ever any trouble going to come into your life. That's what they say. They say, you put your trust in God, and oh, you, you'll have a wonderful, happy, only happiness in your life. That's what they say. They say, you give 10 pounds to God, and God will give you 100 pounds. That's what they say. It's good psychology, but it's bad theology. We serve God because what a privilege to work for God. You know, there are certain apprenticeships for big firms. Lots and lots of boys and girls want to become an apprentice and work for a big firm, famous firm, good wages, good pensions, everything. What a privilege to have a job. You come back. I've got the job, you say. What a privilege to have this good God as our loving Father, the God who watches over us and helps us and blesses us. But there are days of trouble. God is still good in days of trouble. There's a stronghold we can go to. You know, from my accent, where I come from, of course, I come from Wales. And Wales is the country in Europe and maybe in the world that has more castles per square mile than any other country in the world. They're all in ruins, of course. But, oh, the castles of Wales... Carnarvon Castle and Harlech Castle and Conway Castle. And in my little town, Aberystwyth, we had a castle. It was 
it was in ruins, but we had a castle. And oh, it was so important in that area. Viking boats would come. They would come up Cardigan Bay. They would see the marauders that were there, and they were out to steal. And so a trumpet would blow out and sound the warning, and all the people that were working in the fields and the little houses around Aberystwyth would all get together and pick up their babies, and they would run, and they would come into the castle. And when they were all in, the portcullis would come down, and the drawbridge would come up, and then there would be the archers watching for any Vikings who had come. They couldn't touch them because they were in a stronghold and they were safe. And in days of trouble, we have a stronghold. Martin Luther said, a mighty fortress is our God. Jesus Christ is like a great castle with impregnable walls, thick, thick walls. And we can go to him. And we're safe in him. There were two sisters, Mary and Martha. And these sisters had a brother. And oh, they spoiled him and loved him. And his name was Lazarus. And one day Lazarus said, Oh, I don't feel well today. Oh, I'm, I'm bad. Oh, I'm bad today. And he had a fever and he lay in bed. And what did they do, Mary and Martha? They sent a message to Jesus. They went to their stronghold. They went to Jesus and they said, you love him. And he's barred. He's sick. And Jesus helped, didn't he? And there was a great preacher called John. And he baptized a lot of people and all Herod the king hated him and arrested him and put him in, in prison and in the end killed him. And his disciples buried his body and they were brokenhearted. And what did they do? They went to see Jesus and they told Jesus. They went to their stronghold. And that's what we've got we've got such a friend in jesus christ are you weary are you heavy hearted tell it to jesus are you grieving over joys departed tell it to jesus do you fear the gathering clouds of sorrow tell it to jesus are you anxious about tomorrow tell it to jesus are you troubled at the thought of dying? Tell it to Jesus. For Christ's coming, are you sighing? Tell it to Jesus. There are lots of hymns that tell us that. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. There's an old hymn that says, When anxious that the crimson tide that flowed from his dear wounded side 
should for thy cleansing be applied, tell Jesus. When visions of the coming years wakes in your heart, anxious fears, tell Jesus. When burdens great you have to bear, or trifling ones your patience wear, the great, the small, he waits to share. Tell Jesus about it. You know, one of the names of Jesus is a wonderful counsellor. You have in your school a, a counsellor, and you can talk to him if you have troubles in your life and troubles at home, and there's a counsellor who can help you. Um, we've got a counsellor, and he's full of wonder, and we can go to him and we can tell him. We can tell him when we haven't got enough money to pay for electricity, when our firm is going to close and we think we're going to lose a job. When we've got pain and we go to the doctor and the doctor doesn't quite know what's wrong with us. We can tell Jesus. Now, this week, my grandson and his wife, they've got a baby. And the baby wasn't growing as it should in the womb of its mother. And they had to go to a special hospital in Bristol. And all of us in the family, we prayed for Esther, the mother, and we prayed for Dewi, the father, and we prayed that the baby would be all right. And the baby in its mother was given a blood transfusion. I never heard of that before. It was much better. And that will last for another month, and then we'll have another blood transfusion before it's born and it has to be because the baby's never been exposed to the world it has to be very very pure blood clean blood absolutely clean and so for the rest of its life that little baby when it grows up if it has to have a blood transfusion it can't have an ordinary blood transfusion it has to have one of these clean Blood transfusions for the rest of his life, if ever it needs. I never had a blood transfusion, and many of us haven't. But here, this baby, we were so glad when they phoned us and said, home again, home again, a bit painful, but the baby's fine. And they're looking forward in four weeks' time to celebrating a new baby coming into the world. They had someone to go to in a day of trouble. Who are you going to go to? People write letters to agony aunts. People go to the doctor and say, I'm worried, can you give me a pill? You know, we have a friend named Jesus, and he loves us in days of trouble. And there, he's like a great stronghold. You come to me and I'll wrap my arms around you. You know, when we're worried, we can tell mummy we can tell daddy can't we when my mother took me to see santa claus when i was three years of age and she took me around the corner in this big shop i saw this man with a big white beard i was terrified i said 
I want to tell Daddy about him. We can tell our Heavenly Father about everything. All our joys and all our sorrows, we have a stronghold to go to. Isn't that wonderful? That you've come here today, and God has three things to tell you. That he is good. You can trust him. You can love him. You can serve him. You want to be with a good God. The God and Father of Jesus Christ is good. And then he's a stronghold in the day of trouble. All right, children, I want you to say that with me now. A stronghold in the day of trouble. All right. A stronghold in the day of trouble. Say it again. A stronghold in the day of trouble. What are the two things we've learned? The Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. And then there's one more thing before we close. He knows them that trust in him. He knows them. And that really means that um, he loves those that put their trust in him. He loves them. In the Bible, um, when he talks about God knowing, then it, it means God knowing with a, a loving knowledge. Adam knew his wife Eve, and he didn't just know she was five foot two with eyes of blue. But that um, he knew her passionately and lovingly and held her tight. He loved her. He knew his wife Eve. God loves us. All his people. He loves us so much. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live for us for 30 years and to be the Lamb of God. And die for us. And rise again. And now he prays for us. He never never grows tired. Of saying. Oh there's Benjamin that little boy. In, in L- London. Father. Um, he's got a bully. In school. And it troubles him. And he finds mathematics. He can't understand it. Help him father. Jesus prays for Benjamin. Jesus prays for me and for every Christian here. He ever lives to pray for us. Isn't that wonderful? Because he loves us. That's why he prays for us. Who does he pray for? Those who trust in him. All right. If you're suspicious, if you say, oh, it's boring. I don't want to know. I'm never going to go to that church again. I can't understand. He won't love you. He won't be praying for you. But if you say, just as I am, I I want to know you as my Lord and Savior. I want you to keep me. I, I, I want you to help me all my life. And I trust you. I trust you when I'm not feeling well. I trust you when mum and dad argue. 
I trust you when the teacher is cross with me. I trust you when there's a bully and he's frowning at me. I'm going to trust you. You're going to help me. I trust you. He knows those who trust in him. And so I want you to come to a decision this morning. I want you to say, I'm going to trust in Jesus Christ. I am. He's good. His father is good. The Holy Spirit is good. I'm going to trust him. I know as I grow up, I've got big decisions to make. What job am I going to have? Who am I going to marry? How am I going to be a father or a mother? How am I going to work and earn money and keep a home? And how will I manage with unhappiness and needs? I'm going to trust in God. He loves those who trust in him. And so I want you to trust. Trusting is you know, when you've got a, a little digital alarm clock at the side of your bed and it says the time is 3.25. Oh, I can turn over and sleep for another few hours. You trust what that clock says. You can trust everything that Jesus says. When he says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He will give us rest. If we say, here am I, Lord, you know all about me. I'm just giving myself to you. Forever and ever. And you will lead the happiest life. I told you what happened in March 1954. Before your mother and father were born. How I came to put my trust in Jesus Christ. Just in a service like this in a little Baptist church in Wales. I want you to do that today. I want you to take Jesus with you from now on. And you come and worship with us and uh, days of trouble, trust him. Go to him, ask him for help. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. You trust him. Let's pray now.